0: The real deal now Ooh. Gonna kick your sorry ass out on the street <laughs> that <what> you got? <laughs> You used to think you on the street We're back to back cause your ass is dead meat Victory's sweet Bring it on. Here's a receipt Bring it on. What you gonna do about it, Bring it on. Is that what you got Bring it on. And what you gonna do about it Gonna kick your sorry ass But what you gonna do
1: Hello everybody, welcome to the Lowdown Western Podcast. My name is Robert Fuller, and returning to the podcast is Don Owens from the Am Podcast. Don, welcome back.
0: Thank you, thank you. Good to be back. How's it going, my man?
1: Yeah, fine. Okay, it's just very tight. So the time we're recording is half past one in the morning here in the UK, but it's about half six where you are, isn't it? Yeah, it's about 6.30 right now. All right, and um, we are continuing our podcast series in Don't Take a Streak and this time he is facing Triple H uh, yet again at WrestleMania 28 and whilst I am a big Triple H fan, I was not looking forward to this match uh, for when it first started until they made a Hell in a Cell match, but you were there at that match live, so what were your feelings about it as the story started to get into it?
0: I was stoked. Um, you know, uh, Triple H is one of my all-time favorite characters ever, <laughs> and uh, you know, I I feel Triple H has brought Undertaker to some of his best matches that he's ever had. You know, WrestleMania 17 was amazing. WrestleMania 27, I hated that WrestleMania, but Triple H and Undertaker pulled it out, and um, the fact that they were going again, and this time in a Hell in a Cell. Um, with Shawn Michaels as a guest referee, I mean, they, it was like, they were trying to get me invested into this match. Cause, uh, I love me some hell in a cell and, you know, ever since they made the hell in a cell pay-per-view, we haven't really gotten the cell match in any other pay-per-view since. So it was kind of cool to see the cell come to WrestleMania and get to witness that live um Shawn michaels my all-time favorite ever and uh you know it was cool to see him in the ring come out and and be the guest referee and i just i thought the cell was just a, a great addition because i mean we had gotten Shawn michaels back to back in 20 you know in 25 and 26 and then now triple h for basically the third time and second time in a row so they needed to do something a little bit different and i think adding the hell in a cell was a great way to get people really truly invested in this match
1: yeah i mean um it's a bit weird for me because um with the story going into it here is that um, people say they've not been seen since WrestleMania 27 uh, Triple H at that time became COO and kind of been like this unofficial Dremont manager to War before John Knight took over. Um, He's had to give John Knight a uh, job evaluation in front mid- of everyone uh, just after Royal Wumble and that's where The Undertaker makes his return and chances Triple H to a match. But Triple H is refusing to do it because... He's thinking more of a business perspective is that well we've got Undertaker's undefeated we've got this like this kind of really big thing i don't want to go in there I kind of potentially ruin it so and then um but let's see Triple H Undertaker's like trying to like force they actually forced him into it by comparing him to Shawn Michaels i've mean, been saying that like, Shawn Michaels is better than Triple H. And I kind of pissed the Triple H off so he goes right well, hey, okay, we're going to do this it's going to be all the way and that's when really he's going to make it do a head-in-a-cell match. Um, then the next week, Shawn Michaels appears in the segment, and that was him human tribulation, have I an argument. And then, just at the end of it, just out of nowhere, Shawn Michaels goes, yeah, I'm the special guest referee. And at the time, I'm thinking about, since, who told you that?
0: No one had to tell him, maybe, Shawn Michaels. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that's true, I mean... <laughs> I always find it weird because I always find that a bit weird it just came out of nowhere said yeah, I'm, I'm the special guest referee. But I think it would've been u- more useful if because Triple H is is like kinda of like feud run online at the same time. It would have been useful to some no i to say, yeah, I'm making Michael's special guest referee this match. But it is one of those weird things that happens. Um so when, when we get to the match itself, um there's so many entrances in this match because um, normally, I think there's the only time in Hell in a Cell match where the Hell in a Cell doesn't come down first. Um, so you get the entrance by Jim Watson comes down to commentate on the match. Then you get HB Key's entrance. And then you get um, obviously Tribulation's entrance when really it comes out of a castle. And then you've got um, Undertaker's entrance with all the lightning and the fire and the smoke. Um, and all throughout. This time, from the time you see him appear up until the match itself, he's always had the hood up, so you never actually see his face fully. Uh, then when he comes down, um, he reveals the head, to see, um, the shaved head. Now, the, before that, there were some photos kind of linked about that, weren't they?
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, we kind of knew. I mean, they were run. That's when they were running those um, those little vignettes, you know, of like the two. What was like, it was like the 214 or two twenty one thirteen 13 or whatever. Those like vignettes that they were airing about Undertaker's return, yeah. and everybody thought it was Sting <laughs> that it was coming back. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it ended up being Taker, but in one of those vignettes, it, it shows him pick up scissors and you see the hair falling. And, I mean, you kind of assumed that it was like he was, you know, he was cutting off his hair and he was kind of almost like shedding his skin, you know, to start again fresh and, and, you know, um, because of the fact that that match at 27, um, he got his ass kicked. I mean, yeah, he won the match, but if you remember the end of the match, I mean, he couldn't even stand up on his own two feet, yeah. uh, you know, and it had to be stretchered out and everything. So, I mean, they were really trying to play up the fact that he barely made it out alive of the WrestleMania twenty seven match and I felt like the the comeback to twenty eight was like that was almost like he was shedding his skin and he was being fresh and he was coming out, you know, determined and motivated again and that was kind of the whole shaved head, you know, f-
1: mohawk kind of uh look that he had when he flipped the hood back. Yeah. Um and then when everyone comes in, they all look up and then you see the the Hannah Salga's own advice music. Um, I think the music was "This Memory Remains." The memory remains by Metallica, wasn't it? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Um, what was that kind of thing like at the when you were there? Oh,
0: it was awesome. I, I mean, I'm a I'm a gigantic Metallica fan, so <laughs> them playing that song and and actually having the Hell in a Cell itself have a theme song was pretty amazing, uh, yeah. especially like a song like that. I mean, it's a cre- creepy kind of song, and um, you know the just. Da 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 da, da. <laughs> you know, kind of coming down, and it just—I uh, I loved it. I thought that was just a beautiful addition to the match, and it was—it definitely helped um, create just that next level excitement that that match had.
1: Yeah. Um, so when we get to the match, for a few minutes, it's just lots of uh, punching and exchanging punches and blows for taking for Triple H out the wing and continues like punching him and then bouncing his head up the steps. Um. It sends Triple H to the sound as with the back body drop that seems to be a bit more dominant. Um and then when Untaker does a choke and in his stomach, uh, Michael's just pretty much done nothing, just watching them because does all the stratification, so it's not what he can do. Uh, kind of just for a is he to make sure Triple H is bleeding. On kinda of pushes him away and Michael just walks off. I get to see Michael's involvement more during the match. Um there's a bit where Take a set of Triple H into steps, and then when the action goes back into the ring, there's right hand to the Triple H, and then he does his um, knee to the face. But uh, Undertaker, like, no sells it, and then clotheslines him. And after a bit where he go back and forth, we inside and outside the ring. Triple H does kind of get to uh, get a bit of a comeback into DDT, and then bounces uh, Undertaker's head up the steps, uh, because Undertaker put some steps back into the ring. Triple um, H goes for the pedigree and the steel steps but take it does the back bars drop. And then um, there's a really cool moment that looked really brutal when Undertaker um, uh, bounces off the ropes and Triple H does a double A spining buster which is one of my favourite moves anyway but does it onto the steel steps and that must have hurt.
0: yeah that that was pretty awesome i mean that match started getting super physical um you know with the steel steps and we brought out the sledgehammer and we brought out this the steel chair and using the cell itself and um i just uh you know even not being able to see the match super duper duper up close because of where we were sitting um Mm -hmm. we were kind of mid-level but um I mean, you could see and you could still hear the the clashes and the bangs and i mean there was still a lot of moments in that match we were just oh you know like just cringing at like some of the stuff right there man you know especially as taker gets older you start to be like oh is this uh you know i don't know if he can handle some of this stuff right here we won't pop his hip out but uh yeah, uh, yeah i mean this the, the stuff was just uh, incredible
1: yeah um of that Undertaker does apply the Hell's Gate, but pretty much power power out of it with a power bomb, and then close to that's the first pinfall in the match. The first like 89 minutes they're just rolling before you get the first pinfall. Um, this really gets a bit more hardcore. Triple H gets a chair and just beats the crap out of Undertaker with it. Hits him like 10, 11 times. Michaels is pleading with Triple H, you know, to like stop it, and he start to get this argument between Triple H and Michaels. Michaels Triple H is saying to him, look. If you don't stop the match, I will end Undertaker here. Um, so this is when Michael is starting to, start to feel like it's kind of in over his head here.
0: Yeah, I mean, it definitely it put up that, you know, because everybody was assuming because Sean was the guest referee that it was going to be kind of this double team and sean was going to be you know linking up with triple h and it was going to be double the odds and everything and i i like that they got to that point where sean was kind of like dude like stop you know like yeah. and pulling the chair away from him, and you know saying like you're, you're taking it too far you know and i, I like that because they put that dissension out there to where you almost felt like is sean gonna now cost triple h the match you know and and it just uh I like that they didn't have it just be so generic and by the book, you know, and, and I, I think that was definitely needed for that match to put out that tension.
1: Yeah, I think so. Um, it's a very interesting story to tell you. I'll, I'll talk a bit more at the end of it. Um, and also, my trying to try stop Triple H from, like, uh, like from using the sledgehammer when he goes out to get it, and he's pretty much to take it to end it. Uh, i take a lot of time to go, like, don't end the match, don't end the match, don't end the match. And uh, we get hit with a sledgehammer to the face with two and Triple H can't believe it. Um and then it, there's a look there's a bit of where Triple H trying to hit on the table head with a sledgehammer when take him down, but Michael yanks it off him and the, and then Triple H and Michael's argue again. And it looks like Michael's is just about is debating whether to ring the bell or not. And um but we'll take it to us to him to stop that uh, I played the Hell Gate to Shawn Michaels, and that, that really, I see why he did it, but that kind of really shocked me, because I don't know, I mean, i need to, need to put uh, Michaels in the Hell's Gate.
0: Yeah, I i mean, I thought that that was cool too, I mean, I, I like when Sean gets, I mean, since he's holding true to his, uh, you know, his retirement, and but I, but I like that he's still not that he's not afraid to like get physical in there and and have stuff done to him or do you know do stuff to other people and um, you know that was needed. I mean you know like Undertaker had to make the point of like dude like let this match go and don't <laughs> don't interfere, don't mess with it, stay out of the way.
1: Yeah, you were saying that a lot before the match. was was saying like you know Undertaker was say to Shawn Michael Look, "I want this match to be pure. You know, don't interfere." And um, but Michaels feels like he has to because of the level of brutality. They, that Triple H Undertaker were doing in this match. Uh, so sorry we'll get we we'll get the the bit was one of my favourite bits ever, but we'll get through in a minute. Um when Taker gets the um gets put to the Hel- puts the Hell's gate on Triple H and Triple H eventually passes out, but Michael's still down at this point. So Charles Robinson runs down, uh, gets into the cell and then Taker his chocks down for two. And uh, Undertaker doesn't take that well. So he responds by Chuck, Chuck and Charles Robertson. And then my favorite bit in the match, because it just came out of nowhere, was uh, he goes to the tombstone. But Triple H pushes him into the street print music by Shawn Michaels, and then Triple H does the Pedri for two. And Shawn Michaels just can't believe it, and he sits in the corner and looks like like an emotional wreck. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, that was that was my favorite part of the match, and that was a part where I you know, jumped out of my seat and was like, holy shit, like the streak is over. Um, you know, come on, sweet chin music into a pedigree. How do you kick out of that? (laughs) I mean, I don't know. I, you know, I guess only undertaker, but, uh, that was a moment in time where I was just like, holy shit, this is over. This is done. You know, uh, the streak has been broken by triple H and when he kicked out, I was just blown away. You know, like I said, I mean, when when you just you get taken out of that moment and you're just you're so lost into the match, it's it's such a beautiful thing and and that that sweet chin music into the pedigree combo was beautiful.
1: Yes, well, I mean, I out of nowhere, just because the way the camera did it, just the cameras like focusing, like the cameras right next to Michaels, and you just see his left just hit Undertaker. You're like, whoa, where did that come from? Yes.
0: Um, yeah, and I can still picture Sean, you know, like, like you said, sitting in the corner, uh, you know, brushing his hair back with that referee shirt on, yeah. just like, what the hell just happened? Like, <laughs> how is that possible? This dude is not human. Yeah.
1: Um. So, uh, Triple H to taking the next level of the Sledgehammer. Maka tried to stop him from using it, so Triple H just throws him out of the wing. Um, Undertaker suddenly sits up, um, he hits right hands and it just, he just beats the trap of the Triple H here. He gets an armor, plays the corner, does a snake hide, a big boot, and then the left drop and then a the tombstone for two by Michaels. Uh, Taker can't believe it and might just go back to being in the corner just like being really upset about it. Uh, both guys are absolutely shattered at this point. They're both trying to get up when stage punches and Triple H doesn't want to get another pedigree for two. And there's one bit that I really like, it was, um, Triple H, they're both down on the floor and they're slowly crawling towards things. Uh, Triple H is slowly towards tra- tra- towards the sledgehammer. I take, take a, get a chair, and then put his foot on the sledgehammer to stop Triple H from using it, and I really like that bit.
0: Um... Yeah, I mean, I, I that would, it was a cool moment visually just to see Ticker standing on the on the sledgehammer and like, uh, you're not gonna use it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So um, once was easy to like beat the crap out of the Triple H with the chair, um, Michaels like pleased with him to stop it. Um, and Ticker does cover for two. Um, Triple H is slowly trying to get over get the sledgehammer, and it like him to stay down, like remember when he did did. I also believe that Triple H was saying that earlier in the match, is the last year, you know, like, stay down, stay down, stay down. Yeah. Um, Undertaker uh, H tries to use a sledgehammer, Undertaker just, like, nonchalantly to the to grab it and take it off him. Um, uh, but Triple H, being defined, does a DX, chop drop, gets hit with a sledgehammer, and then Undertaker does a tombstone to get the win. And you get a really nice visual where both the guys are down, exhausted, and Michael is just standing there looking really forlorn and quite upset. Um, and then the end comes when Undertaker surely gets up, um, with the we have Michaels and he does a celebration pose where the fireworks go off and stage is playing pretty you know. And I I really like the end of it because um take a have help privilege to get up and they kind the stage and they hug at the top of the stage and they look at the trial and the trial, well you were there obviously with the trial like <laughs> uh, cheering and applauding and being really appreciative of that match
0: Yeah, I mean that was that moment is something that's etched in my brain, you know, forever because like I said, I mean Sean and Triple H, two of my all-time favorites and to see them up there after that hell of a match uh, with one of the greatest of all time Undertaker, just like showing that respect showing that unity that the the three of them hugging you know god knows what they were saying to each other and uh and then raising each other's hands and just you know showing that just unity and that support of you know they just beat each other's asses for 30 minutes but they were still you know they they had that much respect for what they each all brought to the table and you know what you know what that feud did for triple h what that feud did for sean i mean it's just what what a story, man. I mean, it's that was such a beautiful moment. I loved seeing that up on the top of the ramp, and then you know, the match just in general, uh, a highlight of the night of that WrestleMania, and just such a awesome, awesome moment. Um, definitely a standout, I feel, just in the history of WrestleMania.
1: Yeah. I mean, um, with the WrestleMania event itself, um, it really pitched on the beginning because that's, that's the one we had the 18 second Daniel Bryan and Sheamus match Um but I think it slowly got better by itself I wasn't too bothered about the Rock seeing the match at the end of it But this match is definitely the match of the event and um, this is the first WrestleMania that I ever reviewed for my blog And um, I brought it up now, just as I pretty much, pretty much just said out of the um, This is an awesome match with a tremendous story I especially thought Michael's role in this match was superb Michael's probably only wanted to be in the match to feed his own ego. However, he realized very quickly it was his depth when he realized that the length that Cribbage Undertaker went to go to finish Sugar off. Um, so I thought I, that's what I liked about what I loved the, what Cribbage Undertaker did. But I think Shawn Michaels was like the best person in it because of the role he played here.
0: Mm. Yeah, you know, a lot of people give give shit to like you know stuff like that like oh sean's just feeding his ego like there was no need for him to get in there but you know it really helped that story because it it stacked the app it stacked the odds against undertaker first and then it you know then you had sean kind of like being kind of on undertaker's side to triple h all of a sudden turned on his friend saying you know man you're taking it too far to you know like just to just seeing everything come full circle and it's like you know, love him or hate him, I mean, Shawn Michaels is Mr. WrestleMania, and it's like, and he's not wrestling anymore, so, you know, they want to make sure that he's involved in the event somehow, you know, and that's why his name comes up, and that's why they try to find something unique for him to do almost every year, because he's somebody people still want to see, I know I do, (laughs) you know, and, uh, you know, I mean, it, it made sense, I mean, you know, look at what you know, Sean had to, re- you know, in storyline, <laughs> you know, Sean had to retire because of his match at WrestleMania with Undertaker. So, I mean, he's a part of this story by his association with his two matches that- with Undertaker, um, with his association as a friendship with Triple H. I mean, he- it made sense for Sean to be there. So, I, I had, you know, no qual- qualms about that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, as I said earlier, it was weird really the way he suddenly became the referee. Well, but- as so every guy played a role really well in this event. Um, so with it being, do you really think, did you think at the time that might have been on the table's last match? Um,
0: No, I mean, a, a little piece of me was like, you know, this is a perfect way for him to go out. Um, You know, actually, I did kind of think it was his last match, Going looking back on it now, because, yeah, he was 20-0, and 0, and I figured that was an even nice spot for him to stop. <laughs> you know, yeah. um, you, you stop at twenty. You know, you've just had this hell in a cell match. You've accomplished everything you could possibly accomplish. After seeing him at twenty-seven, it was kind of like you knew. I felt like he was on the end of his his trail there, <laughs> yeah. and I felt like he was kind of pushing to do twenty-eight and go out with a bang. And yeah, I kind of did think it might have been might have been his last. So. I was not sure last year if he was going to come back and do that match with Punk. So, you know, but now he did, and then now we're, you know, we're a week, you know, well, almost a week away from WrestleMania 30 and seeing him go toe to toe with Brock Lesnar, which is going to be insane in its own right. Um, it's crazy, man. You know, but you know, Undertaker's become that just that special attraction that they you dust off once a year at WrestleMania, yeah. and you know, as long as he can manage doing one match a year. He could keep going for many, many years to come. I guess he just turned 49. I thought he was actually a lot older than that. I thought he was in his 50s already, but he just turned 49. So you know what? He could probably still go for you know another five years (laughs) and still be all right. You know, when you wrestle once a year, I mean, you got the rest of the year to just ease your body down and, and be cool, and you know, and not be aching from the road. And you know, I think it allows him to kind of keep doing this and and. You know, his streak has become almost like a title match. You know, it's something everybody wants every year to make yeah. a name for themselves. And I, I don't I don't really see it slowing down. And if the rumors, you know, move on that Sting is going to finally come, Sting says he wants one more match and he wants it to be with Undertaker before he retires. So I think there's a great chance we might see Sting and Taker at WrestleMania 31. And, uh, you know, that might be something that is laid down the very next night on Raw after WrestleMania, you know, to set that up for the next year,
1: you know. So, I think so. I mean, that would be a great match to see. Um, obviously, well, because I getting, getting younger, um, as you go through like, the street matches, do, do you think probably as you go through the time, do you think there's some guy that you wish he could have faced at WrestleMania? Is there somebody I wish that he would have faced at WrestleMania? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh... I don't know, honestly. I probably would have not, not really, you know. There's nobody that's really truly standing out that did never got never got that mania shot with him that I would have, you know, freaking out about. I mean maybe uh, you know Maybe Macho Man, <laughs> you know, yeah. like something like if we go back, uh, you know, Macho Man, like maybe seeing like a, you know, Hogan in his prime going up against Taker, you know, kind of thing um, on a State. Um I guess if I had to really pick out one, I'd probably say, I'd probably say Rock, honestly. Yeah. I think Rock Taker would be pretty cool. I and mean, we never really got that big uh, Stone Cold Undertaker either.
1: No. So. You know, yeah. those, a couple. Yeah, I mean I mean, I mean there's been some of many guys he could have faced, but they're either like probably too high up for the only just stars and like, you know, like the Hogans, uh, like like man yeah. and, and probably less then Bret Hart, but that could have been a good no decent match, but one thing has gone through the bad part of his the streak at that time. Um Think I think now the only people don't he got left is probably Cena. I know we talked about it briefly last time, but that could, that could probably be, would be probably his last street match.
0: Yeah, Cena Cena seems like that's inevitable. You know, oh. Um Cena feels like that last missing piece of the, I the last-
1: Yeah. All right, um so uh Don, where can we find you on the internet?
0: Well, uh, you can find me personally at dx.mega on Twitter, um, and uh, check out Am I on the Air? Am I on the Air is your weekly podcast of all things entertainment, TV, music, movie news, um, trailers, reviews, uh, the whole nine, Uh, so follow us on Twitter at Am I on the Air, give us a like on Facebook, that's Am I on the Air dot com, usually new episode up every single Sunday night, so thanks for having me once again, my friends.
1: Thank you very much. And um, you can follow me on Twitter at Lowdown Wrestling, and my w- website is Lowdown Wrestling.blogspot.com uh, to focus on pay-per-views in a minute. And then after WrestleMania, I'll look to write like a bit more opinion pieces. Um, so, Don, thank you very much for being on the show again. Thank you. And um, join us for the final part of the Street Podcast where Tom Hosman from the Wrestling Blog will be discussing. The WrestleMania 29 match with CM Punk and you were there as well, weren't
0: you? I was there as well. Yes, and another excellent match, one of the best matches of the night, and uh, I'm sure you guys will have fun talking about that one, especially with uh, one person in that match not being around anymore. But uh, yeah. you know, it, it was a great match. I and mean, Undertaker, I mean, truly, you know, you know, truly puts on that match of the night consistently. You know, I was at 26. I was at you know 28 and 29 I'll be there at 30 to see Brock and uh I look forward to it cuz I mean that's consistently every year one of the best matches of the night and uh you know you you know you can always count on Taker all
1: right and um until then uh thank you all for listening and goodbye